Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Let's get into the Word. We're in Romans chapter 12, and you guys know how it is. It's slow going when you go verse by verse, because sometimes I'll preach on one verse for 30 minutes, or 15 or 20 minutes, but it's chapter by chapter, verse by verse, a book at a time. And we are in Romans. I think we were in Acts. What did we decide, Eric? How long was it? it was, well, it was well over a year. About 13 months. I knew you'd know. In Acts. So there's a lot to learn. And, and the, the word is just charged and loaded and jam-packed and saturated with greatness. It's God's word. So, <clears throat> excuse me, we're starting in verse 17 tonight. Romans 12, 17. Let's start with a bang here. Never pay back evil with more evil. Somebody say amen. It never ends well. Never ends well. You were called to respond in love to people. You can respond in wisdom, but you got to do it in love. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Let's hesitate there. Honorable, if you look it up, can be, uh, some of the synonyms for honorable are honest, moral, and of good integrity. So we don't do stuff to be fake and to get credit, but you want to live life so you are a light and an example, right? That's why we pray people out of our neighborhoods. If they're, not, they're, if they're going to bring discomfort, they're going to bring a lack of peace, they're going to bring darkness, uh-uh. This neighborhood is a neighborhood of light because I live here, right? So you can pray people out, all right? You can do that. And you do things, though, in a way that everyone can see you're honorable. I remember we had a, this will probably... Uh, tie into to something else here tonight as well. But actually it is going to tie into the next verse. But we had a neighbor years ago that you guys remember when we had our two golden retrievers and uh, our two dogs. And that they, they had this really pretty dog, but she was she she she's still alive. I don't know how she's still alive, but they say in Spanish, mala hierba nunca muere. <laughs> uh, bad bad plants never die, bad weeds never die. It translates weird. <laughs> Well, she, she's not very socialized, and she's a pit bull, and so she had bitten both of our dogs. You, y'all have heard some of the story, one over the fence and one through the, one over the block fence and one through the um, chain link fence. So I told the neighbor wasn't taking it seriously, so we had to just confront that and do it in love. They're believers and said, hey, man, you got to do something because this dog's going to kill, kill a dog. Our dogs are not fighting dogs. They're not bred for that, so... She's very aggressive. And I remember that we did it in a way that was honorable, although we were loving and bold about it. And I had to go to him several times and say, hey, you've got to take care of this. And so they put up a barrier. Looks kind of crazy. It's still there between the houses, some metal. But a year or two later, then the, the dog was getting off leash and still jumping over the fence. One day I went into the alley, and the dog is walking on the fence barking at me. She's just calmly walking on the fence. Woo, woo, woo. I was like, what are you doing up on the f- Oh, my gosh. So then they, they, had, they, they worked that out, and they got the dog on a tether. So she's stayed in the yard. for Now it's been several years. But that was important to me. And we have guests, and then we'd have our dogs in the backyard. I mean, a dog just threatening us and people around us. We didn't want that. But we loved our neighbors. So we did it in a way that was honorable. We kept the friendship. But let's get into this next verse here. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Pursue peace. 
Be honorable and pursue peace with people. Find a way to make peace. And if not, draw a boundary and just step away from them. If you just can't make peace with someone. But we kept making peace with them. We were like, we got to live next to these folks. They're believers. We love them. They're good people. They're well-meaning. They just had a dog that was being raised different than ours, you know. I'm sure that dog would see our dogs and go, man, that looks like Disneyland. I think I'm going to go try to bite them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just in the backyard. Over there. So you got to pursue peace with everyone. How? The law of love. We love God and we love others. You do things in love. Man, you, do, you befriend neighbors. You treat them right. Man, I love this. I quoted this last night at Bible study. St. Francis de Assisi. I don't know a lot about him, but I know this quote. An old saint from back in the day. He said, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. Preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. So you're preaching the gospel by your actions. And you're only preaching the gospel if your actions are good and righteous and honorable, and you're pursuing peace with people. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. And how many of you know some people are not very peaceable? But it's amazing. We moved out of that neighborhood, and that's now a rental property. And we just have, our, all the neighbors are our friends. I say all, just everyone surrounding our house, they're, they're our friends because we always treated them with respect and kindness, which is love. We treated them with love. We had extra food, we had extra vegetables or fruit. You know, it's just me and Jen. At that time, it was me and Jen and the two dogs. I mean, just you give stuff away when there's extra. You want to bless them. And just be part of their lives. Even if you're not real close to them, you treat them with kindness and respect and live in peace. And how many of you know a gift goes a long way? It's amazing. You say, are you bribing them? No, I love people. Call it what you want, though. You, you, you take care of someone and you're kind to them. They'll remember you when an issue comes up. They'll remember you. It's just, it's just the way it is. Scripture says uh, someone who gives gifts has, has friends. It's true. They're like, oh, man, they're cool. They're generous. We just did our best to walk in love. And I remember, man, next door to us, we used to have a pharmacist who lived there. He was such a cool guy, but he was so negative, and he could be cantankerous sometimes. He'd, you, he'd argue about what color blue that was on the wall, but, man, he was a cool guy. Jen and I really enjoyed, enjoyed him. He had his son. He was a single dad, and they loved our dogs, and we'd hang out. And, man, we just, he became a dear friend of mine. He even came to church several times, and, and I, we believe God touched his life, and I believe God placed us in his life for a very, very hard time he was going through. He'd been recently divorced, and we became friends right around the time my mom's health turn, took a turn for the worse, and he would just bless us. He'd take us out to eat. He was just kind. One time, one time we went to hang out with him at J.C. Penney, which is the best place in the world to hang out. In French, it's Jacques Penney. But he, he told Jen, he said, he said, Jen, you have good fashion taste. You dress nice. Could you help me go pick out some clothes? Do you remember that? <laughs> so we went to JCPenney with our neighbor, and Jen helped him pick out some clothes. I mean, hey, there's no shame in our game, man. You love them how you love them, whatever works. Whatever language they speak, then you just learn to love them that language. He would talk to me about Shakespeare. He liked literature. And he's just a smart guy. He knew word etymology and origins, we'd talk about that because I love words, and we began to be friends, and it was a way that we were able to preach the gospel to him by loving him and his boy, and so that was fun.
And then other neighbors came in that weren't as great. But you cycled through, and then there's been great neighbors. We had a drummer next door. And like the lady on the DC Talk Cut on the album says, he was a loud drummer. And he loved to drum on Sunday afternoons, but they became our friends as well. At least he was a good drummer. He'd go to sleep to a really good beat right outside our window. But we befriended people. Now we're friends with the neighbors who are there. We do all that we can to live in peace with everyone. All right? All that we can. I, I, I got on the, the neighbor, the neighbor uh, subject there, but do the, be at peace with people. All right? Be at, you ever seen people that don't know each other and they're just in a big argument? Like road rage or they're just mad at each other at the store? Seen people cussing at each other? And stuff? One time my brother and I were at a traffic stop. Well, we stopped at a traffic light in Hobbs. And it was in front of the, you remember the old choice furniture? Where that was across the street from the old Chinese kitchen, right? We'd pulled up behind two cars and there was a car at the light. Here was another car and it was me and John. And all of a sudden the guy in the car in front of us Puts his car in park. You could see him do it. He was angry. He threw his car in park. He got out and starts beating up the guy in front of him through the window, just throwing punches. And then he was done, got in his car, and everybody left. That is not doing all you can to live in peace with everyone. It's just crazy. Let's move on. Dear friends, never take revenge. Isn't that such a dumb saying? Oh, I don't get mad. I get even, right? Never take revenge. Why? Because we're humans and we tend to be carnal even if we're saved sometimes. It ain't right. God doesn't want us doling out revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. Leave revenge to God. For the scriptures say what? Love this verse. I will take revenge. I will pay them back. One translation, King James says, Revenge is mine, saith the Lord. Revenge is his. You let him deal with it. Why? Because he's the righteous judge. He'll dole it out. Does God know how to get to people? People go, no, I'm going to get them back. Well, you don't, you don't know how to handle people like God. He knows how to get, get to people. Man, I've seen people before back in the day, and I'm, I'm no one super special, but I'm a child of God. I'll just say this. I'm no, no better than you. But I've seen God deal with people that gave me a hard time when I did not deserve it. I think growing up I deserved it a number of times. But I remember God dealing with people who had given me a hard time. And I didn't laugh. I didn't rejoice. I said, Lord, you, that's up to you. That's none of my business. But I'm going to pray for people when they give me a hard time. And I will not take revenge. I'll let the Lord. He says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Let's move on. Instead, look at this. Ooh, and this is big. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. Did you know it's easy to bless someone you like, right? We're talking about our neighbors. I... I I found myself drawn to a lot of them, even in, with their idiosyncrasies, their quirks. Say, I just wanted to be nice to them. But that's different. you got kind neighbors now. If your enemies are hungry, feed them. Yeah, that's what Scripture says. If they are thirsty, give them what? Something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. And some of you say, man, well, I don't want to do that. Well, sometimes your motives aren't great, but hey, at least you'll get to see that they will be shamed, Right? <laughs> You'll see that they'll be embarrassed and disgraced by you responding in kindness and love. And that's not always easy to do. I've had people embarrass me and upset me, disrespect me. I don't do good with disrespect. But I prayed for them and God dealt with them. And I prayed for them and they began to treat me well because I prayed for them. I didn't deal with them in the, 
in the carnal realm. You deal with people in the carnal realm, does it get ugly fast? It can get ugly. Land disputes and disagreements and money stuff. Oh, man, people will fight. They will, they'll kill somebody over a dollar. Mm-mm. You be kind to people. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Regardless of how they've treated you, be kind to them. Look at this. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Let me give you some examples of doing good. Forgiving, smiling at people. Somebody drops something, help them pick it up. Just just be kind and polite. That's being that's doing good. Or giving. You say, man, giving to a thrift store, what good is that? Well, somebody's able to get that nice stuff you weren't using at a discount price or for free. I love the thought of that. I love giving clothes away to folks. I, I just love it. Why? Because they can use them. And I got plenty. Praise God. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. You overcome evil when you do good. So let's move on to the next chapter here, Romans 13.1. And I know there's all kinds of stuff here. There's so much information, just so much wisdom here. There's some of these verses we could spend a lifetime on. Look at this. Everyone must submit to governing authorities. I've seen people that hate cops just because they're cops. That's a problem. Had a guy who used to come to my Bible study and argue with me because he was mad at cops. Eric, you were there a couple times. This guy would come to Bible study. He's telling me why and why. And I said, man, your heart's not right. Yeah, I know, but cops. And it's a good old boy network. I'm like, man, there's a lot of imperfection in the world. But we got to have governing authorities. There's a guy, I won't say his name. I doubt you all know him. But I've watched him, and he loves giving the city and county commission grief and problems and trouble. And that's all he does. He acts like it's his full-time job. He's angry. He writes hateful letters. I don't know if he's all there or not, but he hates authority. It's crazy. I, I, I wouldn't have time for that, would you? Can you imagine just railing against someone all the time, just mad and angry? Why should we submit to governing authorities? All authority comes from God. Man, that just kind of. You don't have to like all authority, but give them respect. You don't have to like all authority. All authority comes from God, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by whom? By God. And that is a challenge. I know. We've all dealt with strange authority before. Someone who had a chip on their shoulder. They were misusing their power or their, their authority or their, whatever they had. You know what? You just forgive people and honor them. Treat them with honor. Let's keep going on. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what? God has instituted, and they will be punished. Summer of 2004. Were we driving back from a youth trip on that telephone pole road? And I don't ever recommend going back there because it's very dangerous. People have been killed back there. But I got a ticket. Heaven forbid. I don't know how much over the speed, li speed limit I was going. And it was in Texas. Now, let me just say this. This will be part of the moral of the story is don't mess with Texas. It's a whole other sermon. I don't remember what was going on, if I didn't like how the guy talked to me. I really don't remember. I think I was just, just seeing what I could get away with. I don't know. I was young. I was, I was already the church administrator and, and associate pastor, so shame on me. But 2004 was a long time ago, right? 
I was still in my 20s, and I'll never forget. I didn't pay it. I don't remember what the situation was. If I just didn't want to appropriate a little bit of money, I think the ticket at first was $200. Well, I left it alone, and guess what? Guess what I got in the mail? This is very intimidating. State of Texas versus Matthew Sinna. Happy New Year. No, it was in the summer, right? Happy summer. I went, what? Please pay or we will issue a bench warrant for your arrest. Sis goes, mm-hmm, I know how that goes. I understand. She's like, that's why you pay, right? That's why you pay. You don't. I was speeding. So I had to go to Andrew. Is, is Andrews in Andrews County? It is, isn't it? I went with a friend and I go, just in case. Just in case. They recognized me, which they wouldn't, right? I said, just in case they recognize me, I don't really want to go up and pay this because now it wasn't $200. Guess how much it was? They don't. Mijo, why are you an expert? Oh, oh well, you told you let the cat out the back, but they didn't hear this on the live stream, so I'm not going to repeat it. It's like, why do you know about it? Yeah, it, I remember it becoming 200 became 400 government math. So by then, that's a whole paycheck, you know, or whatever. 400 bucks. Oh, wow. So I went with a friend, and he goes, I'll go pay this for you. Okay. So I thought, I was still in my 20s. I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if I'm wandering around the building while he paid that, and maybe there's a bench warrant out for me. I, I don't know if I thought I was living in the wild, wild west. I don't even know why I did that. Just, it just sounds dumb in hindsight. The guy, is this a dumb story? Anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and they will be punished. I was punished to the tune of an extra $200. And I repented. Okay, I didn't just leave it, sweep it on the rug. I repented. I'm not bragging about it. It's a stupid story, but you're going to really understand this verse. So I remember I, my friend comes to me and goes, he goes, they were asking for you. He said the lady was real concerned and wanted to, wanted to see you, and, and she was hinting at a warrant. And I said, did you pay her? Yeah. I said, did you get a receipt? <laughs> He said, yeah, I got a receipt. I said, let's get out of here, man. I'm never speeding in Andrews County again. And I learned the hard way. People say, why are you so opposed to tickets? Well, because I've, I've learned. I've learned. I hate, I hate tickets. And they, they're so unnecessary, but guess what? They happen. So we got to be merciful about that. I did some dumb stuff myself with that, especially in my 20s. So anyone who rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And they will be punished. But, but I could have gotten there five minutes earlier. Uh-huh, $400. Amen, so be it, so shall it be. All right. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right. Is that correct? Now I drive so slow. Years ago after I'd just gotten married, my wife says, baby, you don't even look at the speedometer in town, do you? I said, no, why? I mean, why? I mean, I could hit someone on a bike and it would probably hurt the car more than it would hurt them. I don't even look at the speedometer in town, usually. I don't fear. I, there's cops everywhere in Hobbs, right? Regulating, organizing, keeping order. I'm not worried. Every time cops come by, I'm not like, oh, man, I hope my windows are tinted dark enough. There, there may be some warrants. No. I, they don't, the authorities don't strike fear in me. Why? Because I'm doing right. I have nothing to run from. Scripture says the wicked flees when no one is chasing them. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. The wicked are like, I got warrants, man. They're here to get me, man. I hate cops. Come on. 
Come on. For the authorities do not strike fear in people who are doing right, but in those who are doing wrong. Would you like to live without fear of the authorities? <laughs> Look at the wisdom here. Do what is right, and they will honor you. And yes, in all these years, I've been pulled over for stuff, a light out or something else, and they, they pull me over in town and go, oh, hey, how you doing, Mr. Senna? Oh, sorry. I mean, one night we got pulled over, and it was, we had a taillight out or something. We were getting back from Lubbock. This was years ago. And I was driving, and Jen was laying down in the back seat. <laughs> so we pulled into town real calm and cool-like, and the cop pulls us over, and I thought, what is that? And he goes, hey, sir, he walks up. And he goes, hey, and uh, he's starting to talk to me, and Jen goes, hi, from the back seat. He's like, oh, oh, that scared me. He goes, I didn't know there was anyone back here. I said, sir, we just got in from out of town. I'm so sorry. And he goes, you know what? Get that taillight fixed, really. Get home. And I said, yes, sir, tomorrow I'm on it. I had favor because my intent is to do what's right. Do what is right, and they will honor you. Does that mean I haven't gotten tickets? No, that's not what that means, obviously, right? I've gotten tickets. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. Look at the honor here. Look at the wisdom here. The authorities are God's servants sent for your good. But if you are doing wrong, of course you should be afraid, for they have the power to what? Punish you. <laughs> they are God's servants sent for the very purpose of punishing those who do what is wrong. That is good, right? Okay, let's move on. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Let's stop there. We're going to wrap it up right there. That is, that is 13.5, right? Romans 13.5. So you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, once again, but also to keep a clear conscience. So you want to avoid trouble, you want to be at peace with people, one of the ways you do that, walk in love, but you can also honor authority figures. Treat them with honor, all right? And hey, you're not going to like how everybody deals with you. You're not. Personalities are involved, right? Some people are irritating. Some people come across as obnoxious when they have authority. You guys know about hall monitor syndrome, right? Everybody knew someone in school that you were like, oh no, they're the hall monitor and they were... They were like, there's a new sheriff in town. I remember kids like that. I was never that way. I went, why are you doing, why are you giving me such a hard time? They're like, Matt, shut up. The teacher's coming. I'm like, we're, we're going to have to be friends after this, right? We still are in the same sixth grade class. But some people don't do good with authority. Does it mean you disrespect and dishonor authority? Mm-mm. You just, maybe you pray that you don't have to deal with that same authority the next time. I don't know. But you must submit to them, not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. So you honor the governing authorities. I know there will be no questions tonight, but does anyone have any questions? I love asking that. You really do? No. The person that is a cop? So you must submit to them not only to avoid punishment, but also to keep a clear conscience. Walk in love with them. Get away from them. Don't fight. Because, you know, gasoline on a fire, what does it do? You've seen gasoline on a fire. Oh, it's a, an explosion. So, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've actually seen police officers that were dealing harshly with people. It was too much. Let God deal with them. Use that whole sermon I just I went over. Let God deal with them. Pursue peace with them. Because 
arguing with him. That was the guy I was telling you all about, the little story about my Bible study. He just wasn't going to win. He's just going to be bad and mad and angry. And that, that, didn't, that wasn't even a good Christian example. So a great example is be like Christ. The authorities took advantage of him. They crucified and killed him. We're not Jesus, but we're called to be Christ-like. So practice loving, practice forgiving, and practice, here's what Proverbs says, a soft answer turns away wrath. I got, now that we're on the subject, one year Jen and I were, well, I was driving, so I was blazing through Tatum. It's probably been 13, 14 years ago. We're talking. I was excited to talk to my wife, ask my wife. I'm a conversationalist. I love it. We drove into Tatum and didn't realize I blazed into a school zone going about 45 miles an hour. I thought I'd slowed down. Man, I pulled over, looked in the rearview mirror, and I thought, I'm cooked. The guy was walking up angry. I said, I'm in trouble. Sir, I need your license registration. You know how fast you were going? I said, no, sir, I don't, but I know it must have been fast. And he's, he's not buying it. He's like, you, man, he was so mad. But I just kept going, yes, sir. Mm, no, sir. Answer him with sir. I'm so, I said, I am so sorry. I never saw that. I was talking to my wife, and I told him. And Jen's my witness, so is God, if she remembers. I said, I'll take what you give me today. I know I, I must have been going fast for you to pull me over. I was thinking, and you to be this upset. Ooh, he was fuming. I mean, steam coming off him. Well, by the time he came back to the vehicle, it's like he didn't even know what to do with me. He gave me a ticket, and guess what? It was $300. But I'd had experience from 2004, so I said, we're not going to double this. We'll pay this even if it's in a dollar a month payments. I had a plan. So they said, you can't, you can't pay it. You can't mail it in. You can't whatever. And I said, I said, what do I do? They said, come see the judge. So I came to see the judge. He was the kindest guy. I said, sir, I'm sorry. I didn't. I was so kind and respectful to him that he cried. But he said, you still have to pay the ticket. <laughs> this is a true story. I don't make this stuff up. I can't. And I said, really? He goes, yep. He goes, I got grandkids that cross that same street. I said, yes, sir. I sat down with him in his office. And he cried. I was so nice to him. He said, son, you are so respectful. I've never seen anything like this. That'll be $300. Pay her. He said, actually, though, he said, do you need six months? you need seven months to pay this? I said, man, you're very kind. We'll take care of it. He said, okay. And he said, I appreciate your respect. Just sat with him in his office. I said, oh, man. And I knew I'd earned it. And that guy was really mean to me. I said, I'm not going to pay that ticket. 600 800 court, jail. Nope. I'm not going to jail in Tatum. Do they have a jail in Tatum? But I honored authority, even though I didn't like that guy's attitude. And I'm telling you, at the end of the ticket experience, the guy didn't know what to do with himself because I had honored him. He was defused, and he walked away frustrated. But I knew that I had done right, even though I had done wrong by going that fast. I, I, I responded correctly with God's help. So you got to honor authority. Go ahead and bow your heads and close your eyes tonight. Maybe we'll get together, tell some more ticket stories next Wednesday night. Father, we praise you tonight. And I thank you that you're with your people. You're a God of honor and integrity. You are honorable. We want to be like you. 
Is there anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I've never accepted Jesus, nor have I made him the Lord of my life? If that is true, if you don't know where you're going, if you died tonight or next week or next month, you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus, please raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Is there anyone in this house? Anyone at all? All right. I want you to pray with me for those watching on the live stream on YouTube and Facebook Live, just in case there's anyone out there listening tonight or in the future who has never accepted Jesus. So pray this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I need your forgiveness. Without you, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry for my sin. Say, I confess and believe that Jesus is my Lord. And he died and rose again for me.